Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back. My voice cracked. Hang on. Rip the headphone users. Jesus. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sam Antics podcast. He's Matt. I'm Sam. He is Street Smarts, and I'm Sesame Street Smarts. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> You're going to have to explain now. Oh. Explain what? I'm an idiot. That's what I've got to say. Yeah? All right, we'll go with that. Uh, uh, welcome no, we back. Oh, sorry. Carol. Yeah, yeah, we established that I've got three types of smarts. The, um, the actual one that's like, you know, can go out, can do a good job. Um, in my place of work, um, went to, goes went to university, got a degree. There's the other street smarts, which is street smarts, um, and then there's Sesame Street smarts for all of about the seventy five percent of the shit I do in my life. Fits and that's that just, category, and that's just the way it is. That is just the way it is. Welcome back, everyone, to the second part of the Samama Antics Road to 100 episodes. So, Gorba, we are on 51. Next week, we will be recording on the day that we started the podcast a year ago. Did, are we actually? Is that actually true? Yeah. The 8th of September? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's incredible. It's absolutely nuts, isn't it? A year. We've what are we going to do for a year? <laughs> I don't know. I think we kind of spent Sam Antics' budget on hiring Sue Barker for the day. Well, that is true. Everyone loved Sue Barker, didn't they? Yeah. And everyone said you rightfully won the contest. I, I spoke to a Polar Power earlier on, Sagora, and mm. he said that the commentary round I did... Was, it was phenomenal, incredible. It was phenomenal. I have to give that to you. I went for comical. You got the phenomenal. Um, however, there is one discussion that may need to be had. So, okay, as you guys know, when when we did the um, the uh, the round that's our specialist subject. Oh, so girl, you just got to let it go. We You've did just got them, to let it go. We did them for each other, and we we. Chose different avenues, and yes, it may have been a difficult round for some more than others. I might. I, I'll, I'll, and whose fault that. is that? Sorry, are you using a midget gem? Yes, I am. Sorry, asshole <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so how, sorry. How much did the bag of midget gems cost you, Madai? Well, we'll go into that, Sakura. But um, anyway, yeah, so you still use Bibles. <laughs> Just move yes. on from it. So, girl, I've got a um, portion of chips here. Can I um, squeeze the salt out of you because you're still so salty that I won? That sounds like sexual and not what happens. We're, we're not that kind of friend, Madai. I have to apologize. We're not. Um... My special salt stays in my body. Thank you. I... I thought those that podcast together sleep together. How have you been this week? <laughs> oh, I've um, yeah, I've been good this week, my life. It's been a fun-filled week. Um, obviously, long bank holiday. That was excellent, wasn't it? 
it was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. So for the bank holiday weekend, I um, went out on the Sunday. Went out on a Sunday, Matt Dyer. On a Sunday? On a school night? It wasn't school night because obviously I had, I had Monday off because it was bank holiday. Oh, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's amazing, though, because the taxi fare back to my flat from the centre of Southampton was almost exactly 50% less than it would have been on a Friday or a Saturday night at the same time. Beautiful. Beautiful. So with the other half of what the taxi fare would have been, I bought myself um, kebab and chicken wings, came home, um, realised that the boss man for the kebab um, had put all the salad bits on there. Minus onions, um, and no chili sauce matter. So boss man got it wrong. Boss man gave me a dry kebab. I wasn't happy about that. But when I I got kebab meat and chips, matter, and you know um, when you get kebab meat and chips, usually it's like the chip, like um, the normal chips, like that they just get out of the freezer, chuck in, and all that. Mm. And it's like those like quite thin ones. Yeah, not from this place, matter. They are actual fish chop chips oh. with a kebab oh my fucking god it's heaven it's the best of both worlds isn't it yeah yeah it was incredible um and then i went out on monday and you got a lot of expli- explicit um voice notes and voicemails from my sister well this is uh, so cool. this is actually one of my shout outs i was going to do in my uh when you asked how i was, I was well let's, let's let's crack on and I... ask how you have been this week matt dyer because <laughs> I don't want to relive the trauma right now, so let's go. Okay. Thanks, Sagrava. I am doing okay, thank you. Um, we, uh, like, like you said, we have had a bank holiday in the UK um, this week, so we were Monday off work. Um, I watched some Formula One over the weekend. I edited heavily the 50th episode anniversary special, well, the 50th uh, episode. Special. Yeah, that took uh, about six hours of my time. Of my time, you're welcome. Um, and I bought a new game for the PlayStation and played that. Um, nice. Which game? Uh, Formula One Manager. It's basically. Excellent. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's it's a Formula One game, but rather than driving, you are the team principal, the team boss. You make all the strategy calls. You tell the team what bits of the car to build what upgrades to do you have to negotiate with drivers you tell the drivers when to push when not to push what tires it's it's very full-on um i think i'll stick to driving (laughs) to be honest (laughs) um so we had that happened and uh a shout out to uh your little sister harriet oh fuck i mean i'm not going to play any of the voice notes that she Let's tell the ladies and gentlemen what happened. Um, so, much to Sam's annoyance and yeah. displeasure. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, Sam's little sister. Um, can I just say, when I say little sister, we're, we're, we're talking over the age of 20. She's 23. Yes, there we go. Um and uh, yeah, she was sending me quite explicit um, suggestions, shall we say, Sakura? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. The only trouble is she is a lesbianism. So. And also engaged, and also yes. um, 
the other thing is she's my fucking sister. He is as well. But could um, you could you ask for a better brother-in-law, Zagron? <laughs> and that concludes the Summer Antics podcast this week. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> oh dear, that was and that that took up half the day. Obviously, um, she yeah, even we out she even tried to have a go at Glenn. She did, actually, and I yeah, was not having that. She did photo Glenn as well. Yeah. yeah. So um... the worst part of all of this was um, when she was sending probably the most like the the just the dirtiest um voice notes i've ever <laughs> encountered uh, not encountered but heard from like firsthand someone else recording it yes. um it was pretty uh, i was it was in public as well so we were some weather spoons so there's a old couple like two da- two like tables away that were probably traumatized from the whole thing but yeah it was absolutely horrendous horrendously like uh, she's basically your call girl for the day wasn't she let's be honest it's basically getting to 0.5 of a base isn't it Please no, not no, 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 no. Please, no, no. <laughs> so, girl, should we move on? Um, please, please. I have sure a couple of there. other, a couple of other shout outs. Um, shout, so, girl, we have another Polar Power HQ manager that listens to this podcast. Oh, good lord! Yes, are we we spoken about boardroom rooms and stuff now, my guy. This is uh, uh, yeah. not and uh, not our own boardroom. No. So, uh, shout out to Chris, the project manager for Polar Power HQ. Um, I was talking to him earlier about the um, the fiftieth episode, mm. and uh, he said it was uh, very enjoyable. And okay, so I got I've got a I've got another shout out here. And okay. uh, to do this, I've uh, I've actually sent you an envelope. I believe you have an envelope with you. I I do. I'm looking at an envelope right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Um, so I have a friend in the warehouse at the Polar Pals HQ. Uh, yeah, called Alex, and he went on holiday with his girlfriend um, this week. He's still there at the moment, uh, okay. as of the time of recording. And um, he he took a little something with him on this holiday that uh, I was not aware of. Right, um, <laughs> not not in a dodgy way. <laughs> and uh, he Sakura, yeah, he proposed to his girlfriend. Ooh. What did she say? Well, Sakura, we have the test results. <laughs> oh, is this in the... Oh, okay, here we go. This right. is what's in the envelope. Right, okay, here we go, here we go. So, if you could do the honours. I will, I'll happily. So, test results are in. Your friend took a little something out there. Why did he, he take something out there? Uh, to pose, to, to propose, no, to propose to his beloved girlfriend. And you think they might have uh, got engaged? Why do you think they got engaged? They're I'll tell lo- you why. Because they did strong. get engaged. Yay! They got engaged. Love is right. Antics podcast is not a complete love hating podcast um, made by men. <laughs> So I uh, just want to give a shout out, and I'm sure Sam will, will join me here, yep. a huge congratulations to Alex and Chloe, who are now engaged. 
I saw a picture of the ring. It looks expensive. <laughs> so congratulations to the both of you. Love the Sam and, Antics pod- uh, Sam and Matt Antics podcast. Does it feel weird for you to, like, whenever you say something to address to people, you have to put my name before yours? Yes, I don't like it. <laughs> it's kind of like I'm, th- I'm congratulating someone yeah, from me, you. but I have to put your name first. <laughs> It's not, I don't like it. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, congratulations to uh, Alex huge, and Chloe. Huge congratulations. That is incredible. And I always love it when people propose on holiday because holiday is always like, usually good as well. And then when you propose, it just kind of, it makes a memory that's going to last forever. So yeah, huge congratulations, guys. And uh, that is the end of my shout outs, Sokoro. So let's go. Yeah. So let's go to our next section, Sokoro, which is. After this sound. <laughs> Please leave a message after the tone. And now it's time to pass over to a man who has failed to get any anger around reviews despite being the nearest person I know. Judas Iscariot, please take it away. <laughs> oh no, so Judas Iscariot. <sighs> Thank you, Sigrobo, for that for that uh, introduction there. And um Back by, well, it's not really popular demand. It's just because I don't have an angry man of views. It's unpopular opinions with the tune. Just Iscariot. <laughs> and uh, so I've got two for you this week, Sagora. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, one of them, I'm sure you will agree with me. And right. the other one, I'm not sure if you've even seen it. Oh, God. So let's crack on with the first one. Crack on with sausage. The US version of The Office is much better than the UK version. Says every woman's dating app profile in the country. Yes. Yeah. That's not where I took this from, actually. This, that, this oh. is my <laughs> personal opinion, but, you know. Hey, you get That's why it's called Unpopular Opinions with the Two, not Unpopular Opinions with Tinder Girls. Unfortunately, it's very popular opinion with all the Tinder Girls. Yes. What are your thoughts, Agora? Have you seen... Either I've of seen, the offices? I've seen neither office, which is probably an unpopular opinion in itself. I don't think I, I think will. you'd like the, the American office. I think it's your, it's your kind of humour, because it's my kind of humour, and we have the same type of mm. humour. True, true. I don't know, I just... I've never really thought of even watching it, to be honest. I don't know why. It's just never been something that I've been like, I need to watch that. Same with, like, Friends. I don't <gasps> What? You've never seen the Friends. Thank you for joining us on the Sound of Please tell me you've watched an episode of Friends. I've watched an episode of Friends. Okay. Roughly 40% of all Friends episodes. Thank you for joining us for this week's <laughs> podcast. This is the last ever podcast here on the Sound Antics podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, your next thing that you need to get yourself on Netflix to watch, Sakura, is uh, 
the American Office, the US version of the Office. It's uh, it's very good. I am. Why do you big... think it's better than the UK version? Uh, personally, I think because the US version is is kind of like a more comedic kind of real life, even though it's not real life mockumentary type thing. Uh, whereas the UK office, although Ricky Gervais is an absolute mastermind of comedy, um, it's a bit bit dry, in my opinion. So, um, yeah. I, do, I don't know if you agree with this, but Ricky Gervais' humour sometimes, it's a bit... Um, I don't find all of his stuff funny. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it makes sense. Of, I don't agree with it, but it makes sense. Like some of his, like um, like some of his humor in his stuff is absolutely the most hilarious things I've ever heard. And his one-liners that he comes out with are brilliant. But on the whole, I struggle so much with some aspects of like the humor that he does, and I think that's why I'm not drawn to The Office. Well, this is why the US version of The Office would be perfect because it doesn't have Ricky Gervais in it. Sorry, who? Ricky Gervais. He's not French. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, all right. Fucking hell, you're having a go at me because I pronounce something differently. Ricky Gervais. <laughs> 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 oh. Anyway, let's move on from that one. Yeah, one. please do. <laughs> from 2005 onwards, the quality of music and TV shows have both declined massively. Thoughts? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Present your evidence while I think about this. No, this is just my opinion. There's no evidence to base it on. All right. Na- what name- the evidence for your opinion? Like, what- all right. Well, all right. Pre-2005, name me five popular bands. Or artists. Evanescence. Yeah. Then obviously right at the top. Cheeky bit of busted. Two thousand three. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Um obviously you had Spice Girls, classic. Oh right, let me rephrase this though, Goro. Right. The greatest musicians in the world ever to exist to have existed. Bands and individuals. Name five. Go. Okay, Queen, David Barry. Prince, Elton John, obviously he's still alive. His career's a bit dead, but he's still alive. Um... <laughs> you leave Elton alone, thank you very much. <clears throat> yeah, I do apologise, that was a little bit uh, unsolicited. Um, Tchaikovsky. He's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my my point there is, is everyone you've just mentioned is music pre-2000. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, now name me five artists post 2005 that will have music forever remembered okay taylor swift ed sheeran drake uh justin bieber harry styles um one direction five seconds of summer um yeah i mean they're they're the popular artists that i can think of at the top of my head that will have and you think their music will forever be a staple of the world 
in the same way that we look back and have um, Whitney Houston and I mean Beyonce to some extent will also have that uh, sort of longevity probably um, Tchaikovsky? No, no, no one will touch Big Ty um, I <laughs> I think the issue you've got is obviously where music tastes change and fluctuate and flow through the ages. The absolute 80s, the 70s and 80s and early 90s, I would say, are the big time where we, in the world, we had the most... Um, I, can't the word, I can't think of the word. You had a lot of artists doing a lot of things at that point in time. And the amount of music that was produced to such a high quality that could have got into the charts as, at number one at the same time meant that chart day on the Sunday was absolutely the, the best thing in the world. And then when we were growing up, we still had the hangover effect of that, where the music that was being created spawned from that time. Yeah. But now we are in a period of time where I couldn't tell you what is currently in the top 20 in the charts. I couldn't. The only, the only reason why I could hazard a guess is because of social media and TikTok. That's the only reason. Honestly, the only reason. Because I, I like... Um, I think bits of music have the, their time and a place. Like, for example, my gym playlist is probably what... Um, a lot of like you would hate with like the dancey music um because obviously when you're in the gym you need to have like you, your heart rate needs to raise so if you want to get scientific um the reason why the dance music is so popular uh in a world where we're chasing serotonin is because it physically raises your blood pressure which is what you want when you go into the gym however if i want to sit back stick on some music and relax absolutely not however if i'm then listening to the charts it's the same effect. It's just not going to happen. But we're now in a period where we're rehashing constantly the music from the better times and turning them into dance songs, which isn't like, for example, David Guetta, I know you probably don't know who that is. Um, he's just released a, <clears throat> a remix of, um, you know, the, the songs like I'm blue, double D, double die. Yeah. From our childhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, from, from the school discos where you're wearing flamed, um, flame black, a black <laughs> yeah. Oh, we know the one. Doing knee slides for your spiky hair those days. Um, he's just released a re like a remix of it, and everyone's losing their minds because oh my god, it's like this is my childhood, this is my childhood. So he's selling the product, the product of that golden age of music, but he's doing it with the modern twist, which is why it's it's got that longevity between people who are now, you know, late thirties, right the way down to six, 14 year olds, 16 year olds. It's got that range of he's hitting every single person's memory banks or creating some with them. And that is all music is at the moment. And it's not um, creative. It's not the only, the only artist I think that has properly been creative is Billie Eilish because before she started, we didn't have anything like her music, and now we've got four or five artists that like exactly the way sing the same way that she does. That's my that's my two cents on that. Sir. 
So in your argument, I agree with you. It's basically what I'm trying to get out. That was a very bloody long-winded way of saying I agree with you, Sagro. Yeah, because I was working it out as I was going with you, and then you asked me questions which I was like, yeah, this is factual. Like, Sagro, would we... you like... Sorry to interrupt. Would you yeah. like a live um, telling of what the starting eleven is for Manchester United this evening? Yes, please. Okay, please. Please hold the line, caller. Are you ready, Sagro? I'm on the edge of my seat. I will do it in a dramatic reading sense. Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. Uh, bear, bear in mind, please, that you are you have Arsenal weekend. Oh god, yeah, I know. Sakura. Yeah. In goal. David Hare. David Hare. That's a good one. Martin Debravka, because we only just signed him alone from fucking Newcastle. <laughs> Your defense is as follows. Okay. And I don't know how to pronounce some of these names, so please bear with me. Okay. Dallow. Very, yes. Go on, Sam. Varane. Love it. Martinez. Perfect. Malassia. Actually, perfect pronunciation there as well. I'll get in. In midfield, you have Scott McTominay, or McSauce, as you like McSauce. to call him. McSauce. Christian Eriksen. Okay, good. Anthony Alanga. O'Connor Casemiro. Okay, Anthony Alanga. Bruno Fernandes. Right. Jaden Sancho. Okay. And and up top. Up top. You thought he was going to leave Sakura. But no. It is Marcus Rashford. <laughs> huh. And on the, but you are right, though, to be fair. We had to have Arsenal. On the bench, you have Lindelof, Maguire, Cristiano Ronaldo, Fred. Casemiro, Heaton, Van der Beek, Kov, Kovar, and Garn, Garnacho. 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 So, you know, um, Anthony Langer's song is Rhythm is a Dancer. Rhythm is a Dancer, I Anthony Langer. <laughs> <laughs> and f- just for the lols, for Leicester, they have Ward, okay. Justin, Solmar, Evans, Thomas, Ndidi, Madison, Tielemans, Dewsbury Hall, Barnes, and Jamie Vardy. This team is formed of 11 players. Change at half-time for services to the other end of the pitch. (laughs) A light if your team is doing shit. (laughs) (laughs) This train has been delayed by approximately four added minutes. Uh, excellent. So there we go, Sakura. Sorry about that. And uh, that actually concludes my section because I don't have anything else to say. So um, I've got an unpopular opinion. Oh, please crack on, Sakura. Burger King is better than McDonald's. Hmm. In terms of, do you know what? Yeah. Think about it. I I would have used to have agreed with you. Right. However, I. I disagree slightly. Okay. Um, because Burger King's become so expensive. And to be honest, it tastes a bit rubbery, I find now. Um, whereas McDonald's, you can sort of, I know it's not, you know, it's not healthy. It's not, you know, it's not, you know, like a home cooked burger or whatever. But you can kind of, at least it has some kind of flavor. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Your, your, your thoughts? By the way, I'm going to have to put my fan on quickly because I'm really hot. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, my thoughts are, I just think that the flavour that you get out of a Burger King burger is more, and it, it just, it's more like, it tastes a lot better. I know the price point is you're paying for it, but if I had a choice of McDonald's or Burger King, a Burger King 100%, without a shadow of a doubt, get a Okay, butter, here's a question. A meal, boom. Yep. KFC chicken or chicken selects from McDonald's? KFC chicken. Really? KFC chicken. My God, yeah. Hot, and also the other thing, like, hot wings from KFC are just to die for. I don't like them myself, so I can't judge on that. Well, that concludes the <laughs> segment here. You can tell we're t- clutching at straws this week. We used all our budget last week, so... <laughs> and we're tired. We are tired. Yes. Anyway, let's go on to our next section. Well, it's that time of the week where we go to visit our good friend Sal Cropper. So to do that, we've got to jump off the bridge of banter, preferably off a hoverboard. And we will jump into the sea of semen. No, no. <laughs> the sea of destiny, and go and visit our friend Sergio for the last instalment. Thank God of our current story, which I again can't remember the name of. Please bear with me; I have it written down. Sergio, do not tell me. Don't take this away from me. It's called "Confessions of a Twitch Girl." Part three of three. Thank you. Over to Sakrova. No, no, okay. Back to you in the studio. When life gives you lemons. Um, So we are moving on to the finale of Confessions of a Twitch Girl. And, but I, I'm not going to do a recap. And I'll tell you for why. Because nothing much has happened. No. So we're going to move on. <laughs> we just want to get rid of this story, don't we? A little bit, but it, it last obviously, I'm not going to do a full recap, but last time obviously it was the one with the ex-boyfriend and then um, he kicked her out because it was in her handwriting, all of like the like notes and stuff, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so. Here we go. Good luck, sausage. Are you on the other side? I couldn't believe Jared kicked me out like that. Then again, good, good start. Was I really surprised? During our three years of being together, I placed him on high upon a pedestal. Fuck off. <laughs> it's been a while. And all of a sudden, my brain is like alphabetty for spaghetti. Okay, right, here we go. During our three years of being together, I placed him high upon a pedestal glorifying his every mediocre trait as he trampled over me like I was some lowling. The snarky remarks, mean jabs at my intelligence were just the tip of the iceberg. There was so much that I'd been willing to overlook when faced with the prospect of losing him. The shouting matches, the, the door slamming, the time he'd smashed my phone against the wall. 
And at the end of it all, he left me when I found a way to be successful on Twitch. Have some self-respect, Rebecca. Then again, did Jared really think I was such a pathetic attention seeker? One that was dumb enough to fake a note in her own writing, no less. I mean, who even does that? That, or he thought I was crazy, delusional, schizophrenic. I half expected King Sam to show up in the driver's seat of my Uber that I took home from Jared's place. But fortunately, it was a stranger at the wheel. One that gave me a funny look when I let out a nervous giggle in the back seat. Yep, definitely bonkers. Is that my stalker's intentional all along? For me to lose my mind, doubting his very existence? If so, he'd done a poor job of it. I knew I had nothing to do with that note. I had little to go on as I unlocked the door and stepped inside my apartment. At this point, I almost wanted King Sam to reappear so I could shake him by his scrawny shoulders and ask what the hell it was he wanted from me. But alas, I was alone. No King Sam under the bed. No stolen photographs or sticky notes. Just me. For now. I had one last lead that could tie King Sam to the real world. I sat down at my desktop and scanned my donation history. And there it was. $500 from Samuel Ketterworth. From a little over a week ago. This was real, tangible evidence that marked the start of my ordeal. His Facebook looked genuine. Hundreds of friends tagged photos and videos, build out interests, etc. Countless mutual photographs with Beth Gettleworth and her kids. Neither had a public relationship status, but I'd been convinced they were a married couple based on the photographs and the identical last names. I looked closer at the pictures and it revealed a factor I'd overlooked. Beth and Samuel had the same blue eyes, the same prominent chins, the same dirty blonde hair. How had I missed it before? They were brother and sister. Felt like the world's biggest jerk. Here was the decent guy who was helping his single sister raise his kids. After a long day at the office and an evening checking homework, Samuel probably escaped by watching a pretty girl on Twitch. How would I have been this stupid? But that didn't explain the big donation. Even in my prime days of streaming, I'd never received more than $300 from a single viewer. There were some creeps who had messaged promising big sums for private sex calls, but I never accepted those offers. And what's more, the generous followers were usually active in the chat and my social media accounts. I couldn't find King underscore Sam 29 or Samuel Ketterworth subscribed to any of my public pages. There was a little point. There was a little point in putting together a puzzle with half the pieces missing. I messaged Samuel through Facebook and asked him to meet me to discuss something important. Considered adding more information, but couldn't word a reasonable explanation without making myself out to be a total creep. 
I hunched over my desktop, tapping my foot nervously as I stared at the message window. Waiting around for a response was frustrating. But there was little else I could do. Luckily, he replied within 15 minutes, and after he messaged back and forth, we agreed to meet up at a downtown coffee shop. So, Samuel Ketterworth, the man in the photographs, was real, after all. He showed up, right on time, dressed casually in jeans and a polo shirt. I could see he was curious about our meeting. I felt a hot burden of shame creep to my cheeks as I remembered the awkward scene in this kitchen two days ago. Hi, Samuel. I stood up and greeted him. Thank you for coming. You must be wondering what in the world I want. Nice to meet you, Rebecca. Samuel smiled warmly. Whatever it is, I get to I get to grab a coffee with a pretty girl. I call it a stroke of luck. He chuckled as the waiter took our orders. Um, Sam, you'll, the, the, some strange things have been happening to me over the last couple of days. I proceeded cautiously. And I think it all started when you gave me that big donation. Um, a, a donation? Samuel looks confused. Yeah, my Twitch channel received a $500 donation from your PayPal account. About a week ago? I elaborated, hoping he, would f he wouldn't ask how I knew that. Samuel's eyes searched my face as he tried to place it. Was it possible he never even seen my stream? I was starting to think I'd stumbled across another dead end when Samuel snapped his fingers and beamed. Of course! I did that when I was visiting my nephew Joshua at Nightingale Youth Camp. My stomach dropped as repressed fragments from my past came crashing down on me. Nightingale Youth Camp. I hadn't thought about that place in years, and I don't like to remember it. I'd been a high school freshman when I first started dyeing my hair black, listening to depressing music and dressing in dark clothing. So yeah, I was that girl. The one with the MySpace profile filled a hundred sad quotes and sparkling skull gifts. My suburban childhood was too constraining, and I claimed to be suffocating under societal's expectations. All of this would have been harmless, amusing, fad, if I hadn't taken things too far. I wanted to be edgy, different, not like other girls. So I began setting things on fire. It started with twigs in the backyard and quickly escalated trash cans in the girls' bathrooms at school. I loved the flicker of the flame, the variety of smells as different items burned. One day, I took things too far and tried setting fire to a school library. As you do? Of course. Natural progression. Luckily, one of the older kids saw me and put a stop to my plans. My horrified parents were brought in and I was suspended from school. That's when they sent me to Nightingale Youth Camp, the best known troubled teens program in our state. It was the place they'd sent juvenile delinquents before they did anything bad enough to get a record. Um, your nephew helped me get that donation. I kept my voice as steady as I tried so hard to focus on the conversation at hand. Uh, no, not my, not my nephew, no. 
Samuel replied. Uh, there's a guy around your age who works as a admin for the security department. I felt sick. Hey, are you, are you all right, Rebecca? Samuel set aside his espresso, looking at me with a fatherly air of concern. My memories kept flooding back. Nightingale Youth Camp. Those of us who'd stayed there called it NYC, jokingly. Like, we'd finally left our parents' homes and moved to NYC. There was another juvenile arsonist in there with me. We called each other by our MySpace usernames. His was Midnight Raven, and mine was Beckasaur. But what was his real name again? I knew it once. So this guy gave you money in cash and asked you to donate through Twitch. My head was spinning. Why would, why would you do that? Yes, Samuel nodded, shrugging his shoulders. I kind of owed Thomas a favour. My sister and I realised why my nephew Joshua had been lashing out. And it wasn't until after we'd sent him to Nightingale that we realised why. He confided in Thomas about some cyberbullies. And Thomas used his technology to track down the anonymous users' usernames and stop the harassment. Thomas Kitzler. Unfortunate name. Now I remember. Be worse. True. Hey, delinquent, Thomas whispered as he snuck into my room after hours, placing some stolen jello cups on my bedside table. Hey, you giant piece of trash. I giggled, making room on the bottom bunk so he could slip under the covers. I hate your stupid face, Thomas hissed, hugging me from behind. I can't believe your mother chose to keep you, I murmured back, putting my warm hands around his cold, knobby fingers. I don't like the word slow, Matt Lyre. <laughs> cold knobby fingers yep sounds more and more like uh, Thomas Riddle by the second well keep reading Segura and if it gets a bit what's it we might have to put a parental discretion as advised I mean let's be honest all of our podcasts need a bit of parental discretion they yeah they are set to explicit so okay a pause silence can't believe you're going home tomorrow, Thomas whispered in my neck. Me neither. I felt tears welling in my eyes. I don't know how I'm going to go back to school after this. How I'm going to face all those preps alone. I wish I could be there to watch over you. When are you getting out? I turned. As I asked him. Not any time soon, his face tense. Promise to come find me you when you're out, I said. Digging my head under his chin. I promise, he replied. Ten years had passed since I last spoke to Thomas. No wonder I hadn't recognised him in the backseat of my car. How could I? He looked like an entirely different person without the giant black mane of hair, eye-concealing bangs and snake-bite piercings. I thanked Samuel Kesselworth and excused myself, paying the tab. It was the least I could do after invading his privacy. I hurried out of the coffee shop and sped all the way on the drive home.
I wasn't surprised to find the door to my apartment unlocked. I lingered at the threshold, no doubt. Thomas knew where I'd just been and what I'd found out. I thought of turning around and calling for help, but something told me he would be gone before the police arrived. I would just be putting off the inevitable. Clearly, Thomas had been shadowing me for years. He had keys to my locks and eyes on me wherever I went. He probably hacked all my devices at some point. My attempt to track down and blackmail Samuel Kesselworth must have triggered him. I don't know what I was expecting when I finally pushed the door open, but it certainly wasn't the hysterical sobs that filled my cramped hallway. There was something else there too. A familiar scent filled my nose, floral, fruity. Candles. I followed the noise to my bedroom, where I found Jared tied spread eagle to the bed. The swollen eyes, drenched shirt, and urine-stained jeans suggested he'd been there for a while. Candles of every colour flickered throughout the room. Little ones scattered on the floor and the bed. Larger ones stood neatly in the gaps of my bookshelf. They're beautiful. Rebecca, he's behind you! Jared cried out as soon as he saw me. Calmly, I turned to face Thomas. He'd changed so much since we were teenagers. I was sad to see he'd grown so sickly, pale and thin. Hi, Midnight. I smiled warmly. You've been estranged for a while. Becca saw. Thomas's face lit up as he embraced me. He smelled different now, more grown up. None of that awful axe spray from her nice girl days. Do you like my gift? I turned back to see Jared's eyes grow wide with horror. He opened and shut his mouth like a goldfish. I enjoyed this obscene caricature of his usual self-assured face. You're so sweet. But why didn't you come find me earlier? I must have let you out at the end of summer. I wasn't ready to see you again. A pain expression crossed his sunken face. I haven't been doing too well since we parted. And I was just trying to get my life in order. But I never, ever stopped watching over you. You kept your promise. I grinned. I did. Thomas took my hand in his. I'm sorry I gave you a scare in the car. I just couldn't believe you'd do that to Samuel's family. They're kind people. I'm sorry, Midnight. I've been so lost without you. Not your fault. Thomas's face darkened. It was our parents who kept us apart. If it wasn't for them... You'd never have ended up with this waste of flesh, he gestured towards Jared. You crazy bitch! You mental piece of shit! Thomas oh. and I watched as my ex-boyfriend screamed his head off, holding curses our way. What should I do to him? I wondered out loud. It's been so long since we've had a roast. He has to be a lot larger than Rabbit. Always the worry Rebecca saw. Thomas laughed affectionately. <laughs> Don't worry. I've got a lot better since this old days. Thomas stepped back and brought over a small bottle filled with yellow liquid. 
gasoline. For you, my dear. Thomas placed the bottle in the space between Jared's twitching legs, the only spot on the bed that wasn't covered in tea candles. The hysterical screams grew louder, ringing through the apartment. We really should gag him. The neighbours don't usually give a shit, but you never know. Thomas stuffed a sock in Jared's mouth as I considered the bottle. I also have your favourite on hand. Thomas held up a box of old school matches. I know you like the way the flame grazes your finger. Now I know, you've probably wondered about girls like me. You probably question the appeal. I mean, sure, we're not bad looking. But who'd want to watch us for hours? <laughs> Weak guys like my Thomas, that's who. But you didn't expect that, my darling. Was that it? That's it finished, yeah. I'm so confused. It's batshit crazy. That's the... <laughs> uh, so the Twitch girl is actually a murderer. Um, an arsonist and a murderer at the same time. Yeah. Arson oh. murderer. Yeah. As you are. As you do. So basically, back to the original um, point at the very, very beginning of the entire three series, three parts in the series, she said something along the lines of, I, I bet you wondered about me who would pay to watch us for X amount of time, uh, for all the time, blah, 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 blah. She's basically saying um, that people watch her, but they don't know who the real her. She's actually crazy the way that she would hunt down Samuel Kettleworth, try and blackmail him uh, and his family. Um, that she got with Jared and manipulated Jared the way that she... Um, as we then later found out that there is that other, that other part of her which does care and did take time out to see Samuel and, and pay for a coffee and get an explanation to understand more. But then ultimately there is the, the worst side of her, which is the arson murderer. Um, and yeah, she just tried to set fire to her, or probably did successfully set fire to her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. More of the story is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Twitch girl's been be mental. Yeah. Uh, might be a bit too soon, Sagora. Have you got a story for next week yet? It's a bit too soon because it's a special one next week, isn't it? Yeah, but we don't know what we're doing yet. <laughs> and that's why I've not found one. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to lie, Sagora. That was the worst out of the three we've done so far. Well, play out. Don't, don't. Just uh, help slightly raise the bandage off. Just rip it off. That's fine. No, I mean, I've been a bit pretty vocal from day one about this one, yeah, haven't I? This is um, true. It took a turn, though, that you weren't expecting, which is always nice. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what the next story next time comes to. And that's all we've got time for this week. Well, uh, it's not, Sagora. Uh, it's not? No, well, you'd miss this because we didn't have this last week. We did, actually. We had Glenn do it, though. 
This is true. Um, I have got another song to read in a dramatic voice. Oh, my I can't wait for this. I've missed this one. To dream the impossible dream. Bang to fight the unbeatable foe. To bear with unbearable sorrow. And to run where the brave do not go. Shall I read the next verse, Ogrobo? Yes. To right the unwritable wrong. And to love pure and chaste from afar. To try when your arms are too weary. To reach the unreachable star. And it goes into the chorus, Okora. And that is the Josh Groban classic, The Impossible Dream. Don't think he wrote it, did he? No, he did not. But I'm yes. just reading that version of the song. Right, okay. Um, it's an absolute... It's a be- beautiful song, Okora. And uh, I am... I don't like to brag, Okora, but I am quite good at singing that one. So uh, there we go. I'm not going to, but uh, yeah, there we go. Well, man, that was um, that was beautiful, but it really is all we've got time for this week. Uh, come on, I know, I know. But if a week is too long to wait for your Sam Antics fix, Matt Dyer, how can the listeners get it? Oh, it's been a while since I've done this. Let's see if I can remember. You can go to our Instagram, which is at Sam Antics. You can go to our TikTok, which is at Samama Antics. You can go to our Facebook page, which is the Samama Antics podcast. Or you can send us an email to the Samama Antics podcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can. And that is not the only way you can get your fix, my dear. Is it not? No. Because we are on ACAST. Oh. on there because we are part of the ACAST <laughs> content creators network. Right. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Every time. Uh, and all that's left to say is, we'll chat to you next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs>